I'm Lauren XOXO, bitch, bitch. episode of Lauren XOXO and friends and if you haven't already please go on Apple Podcasts and leave a review and let's get into this episode how are you Yaya I'm okay and what about yourself I'm all right did you do anything for Memorial Day or like you know I don't know make barbecue in your backyard or something no I don't have a backyard I just oh yeah you know unfortunately you know life of Brooklyn and apartments yeah. I um I just cook for me and, you know, Bay, and we just stayed in the house because everybody else that we would have went to for Memorial Weekend, they weren't cook barbecuing because they like to do it big and they can't have the people they want over because of COVID, so. It was a real <laughs> bummer. Like, yesterday I was like, damn, I miss a good plate. Just like, there are certain yeah. holidays when you know you're going to get, like, a good plate of ribs and potato salad, mac and right. cheese, like, grilled corn. Like, you just... You just know you're going to get those things, so it kind of, it did suck not to get those It things. did suck, and it's just like, I usually go to my one of my homegirls' house in the sky, because her family owns a brownstone, and it was like, it was kind of like emotional for me, because it's like, this is what I usually do, I'm always with them, I can pop up over there, we can just cook, you know, I cook with her grandmother and stuff like that, you know, be with the family, and because it's like, they're like family to me, so, it was kind of like, damn. I did pick up a plate, though, from them on Sunday. And I'm like, damn, the taste of macaroni salad. Like, mm. I was, thinking, I couldn't wait to have that taste in my mouth, and the taste of the taste of a homemade burger, not just throwing a patty on a grill, but the ground turkey meat or the ground beef, yes. seasoned peppers and onions and stuff like that off the grill. It is, oh my god, it was so good. But I wanted to actually be there with them and, you know, converse and, you know, just do things like that. And I was like, me, and my man was just in the house yesterday. We was blasting oldies, dancing and stuff like that. And we just, just, me and him got drunk together. We were just like, this is some bullshit. And I was like, oh, I know. that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? I didn't do anything yesterday. Um, I, I was blasting music just in my apartment, like cleaning up and just, I'm, um, I'm converting. Well, I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, I'm working from home now permanently. And so I've been trying to figure out like, how can I make myself a bit more comfortable if I'm going to, you know, be doing this for a while? Right. So, um, and I have a, it's very hard for me to do my work on my laptop. It's easier for me to do work on my monitors. And I usually work on two monitors, um, but I decided to bring one of my monitors to my apartment. And so I just need to try to figure out, like, where I'm going to put it at. Because I'm really struggling doing work on my laptop. Like, I need at least one monitor hooked up. Right. So I'm just like, where am I going to put... And my monitor is big as hell. It's not even, like, the regular size monitor. I'm like, where am I going to put this? And, um... So, yeah, yesterday I just... It was pretty boring. Pretty, pretty boring. But, you know what? I FaceTimed my, um... My niece. I have a new niece. Her name is Kennedy. And she is so freaking precious. Oh, yeah, she is cute. Oh, my God. And I feel like now that I'm 30, like, I have a ton of nieces and nephews. But I feel like now that I'm 30 and I understand life and I understand, like, 
why it's so important to why they always say like it takes a village to raise a child and um just it's, i just really want to like i don't know be like a good uh just be someone that she can always come to and just i don't know i just want to be I don't know. I feel like it's just different when all my other nieces and nephews were born because I was like 18, 20. I was like super young, but now I'm just like, damn, I really want to be like someone she can really come to. And I really want to make memories with her. I feel like I don't get to see my other nieces and nephews as much. So I'm hoping that I could really, and I, I have a bond with them, but I'm like, I, I really need to, um, do whatever I can to make sure like I'm really in her life and I don't want her to be looking at me like okay auntie Lauren I heard about you 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 know how like we be looking yeah. at some people like oh all right, I don't know you but I know you but I really don't know you I'm like no nah, I gotta I have to do a better job at like right. being in everyone's life it's a little hard though because everyone's in Texas and um I'm in New York and I only go out there maybe like once a year, if that. So I just have to do a better job at like getting out there and uh, just being a part of everybody's lives. So that's really exciting to me. And I just, I'm, I'm so excited to see her grow up. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm like, and I, we, we have another little one on the way too that I think is due next month. Oh. A little boy. Wow. Mm hmm So babies. I like that. I'm like, this is the next generation of my family and I like I wanna try to do it as right as we can. Like let's let's really, you know, give these kids the life they deserve and let's really try our hardest to like, you know, all raise them collectively. So Right. I'm really, really excited. Um, I have a bunch of topics. Yeah, I, 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 yes, it's been a lot. It's been going I on. I have a so list. Gonna... So where, where do you want to start? Do you want to... No, no, go ahead. I'll let you lead the way. Okay. So, oh, I feel like it's just so much. All right. We didn't do an Insecure recap last week. And so I feel like we should do one this week for the past two episodes. Are you all caught up? Yeah. Okay. So, on last week's episode of Insecure, this is after the black party. And basically, you know, Issa's going about her day. She goes to a, a sip and paint. And, like, the whole time, though, the situation between her and Molly is on her mind. And she goes to a sip and paint. And then there was also a part where she was about to go pick up some food from a restaurant i think this was before the sip of paint she was about to go pick up some food from a restaurant and molly was sitting in there and instead of going in there to speak to her she was just like fuck it like i'll just go get food somewhere else or whatever like i'm not even gonna deal with it and it had made me think about kind of those awkward moments that we always try to like that we don't want to deal with and it actually made me think about a situation where I was in where I basically I at the time I had a roommate and me and her were like really good friends best friends actually I didn't speak to her for seven months what and we lived together so you guys lived together and did not have a conversation for seven months? I avoided her. Let me see. I think I started avoiding her in like February. And 
we didn't speak February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Eight months. That's Four, crazy. Eight months. The only time that I would say something to her was if I got an email from our building about something important, like, oh, your water's gonna be your water's gonna be off for this many hours. Like that's the the literally the only times I would like say anything to her. And the shit was so fucked up. And it was so... I was miserable for eight months. Just avoiding this one person. That's that's insane. It's like... I remember talking to my therapist about it. Because I was like... You know, it's nothing to brag about. It's like... Because you know how some people be like... Yeah, like I can go without talking to somebody. I could just ignore you. I could do this. I could do that. It's just like, no, I was miserable. Like, I remember I there were times when I didn't even want to go home. And I, I literally, like, I set my schedule up to where, like, I kind of knew her schedule. And so we never, it was rare that we would even cross paths. And this is somebody I used to talk to every day, hang out with every day, text from morning to night, be on the phone all hours. We didn't speak for eight months. And then I remember when we were moving out, I think my mom was trying to make us speak to each other. And it just like the conversation never happened. And sometimes I think back on that situation and I'm just like, why didn't you just say something? Okay. Like, why didn't... And granted, I was in my feelings. I was really hurt. I was really fucked up about everything that had gone down because this is like i stopped i stopped speaking to her for a multitude of things like the the list was getting long and it just got to a point where i think i just became have you ever just became very numb to a situation in somebody yeah and i did I have, huh no i definitely have but i think with you I, I don't from what you're saying i just feel like you but you have exhausted your attempts already to rectify a situation a friendship so I don't want you to feel guilty or, or or reflect on it to think like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? But you have, you tried. You yeah. Was you, you you had to at some point you have sometimes we have to learn that some people are not are not supposed to move to the next chapters of our lives and some people are just they're just there for whatever reasons or whatever lessons that need to be taught at that moment. Right, and you know what? When I was having conversations like with myself about everything that had gone on, like when I was thinking about these things, I knew for me that there was no going back. And so you know how sometimes you can have a conversation with someone and you'll kind of like lighten up to You'll be like, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe we could try this again. And I feel right. like we had had so many of those conversations that I I truly felt like, I didn't, I didn't want to get there again, and then something else happened, and I'm like, you know what? It's my fault. It's my fault because I sat there and I allowed you to be in my life even after, the like, the 20th time something crazy has happened. And I'm not perfect either. Like, we both did our, you know, we did our own things to each other. Um, right. But I just felt like, you know, the weight of the things that were done to me, I was just like, oh, I can't. Like, I just got to get this person out of my life and I don't even want to have a conversation about it. But I don't know, there are times where I sit and I'm just like, I wish I had, I wish I had at least told her 
why I wasn't speaking to her. Because I truly feel like to this day, I feel like maybe she probably has an idea, but she doesn't know fully 100%. And I'm like, I don't know. Because my therapist was like, you don't got to do shit you don't want to do. Like, she told me straight up. Like, you know, if that's not where you at, you don't have to do it. But then I guess now, like, I don't know, I've, two years later, I'm just like, damn, maybe I should have just at least told her, like, what was up. Mm. But I feel like if me and you have a disagreement about something and you know something bothers me and you're doing X, Y, Z, you're not being receptive and you're not you're not helping the situation over time and I keep expressing to you a frustration of mine or whatever, what do you think people are going to do? It's common fucking sense. Mm-hmm. And, and if she can't understand that or figure it out on her own, then then I don't know what to tell you. Then cool. sometimes I just feel like everybody does not own Everyone is is not owed an explanation, yeah. especially when they're the ones who inflicted the pain or or the anger onto you. So and cause you to be angry. So it's like fuck it. Like you know, I have a friend. Well, we not we have this, we have we don't speak no more. But I mean, we might say something on like Facebook or Instagram with each other. But we literally stopped talking because of over something so stupid. It was it was something stupid. So I think it was two years ago. It was what twenty. 18 Memorial, excuse me, Labor Day weekend. And I asked, so she worked at an airline. So I asked her if Nikki could use her flight benefits and because Nikki would pay her more. And at the time I was thinking like, okay, well, um, I know this friend is in a financial crutch right now. She needs, she needs money. And I'm like, this would be a perfect opportunity. So Nikki can help her out. Mind you, this girl was out. She was out of work on a leap of absence or whatever because she was suffering like depression and stuff like that mm-hmm. so the girl so i text her i was like hey you know i said hey is it okay to use your flight benefits she'll pay you you know so of course like nikki's very generous with money so she was gonna make sure she's taken care of and <clears throat> the girl was like that was real rude if you don't know if you don't see the problem with what you asked me then i don't know what to tell you she didn't like to give her flight benefits out and i get what? that but i said huh but, but why couldn't she just explain that and not call you rude or but my thing is it, it, right so I, I said okay like mind you i was already halfway drunk and i was enjoying myself in miami at that time so i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deal deal with this like whatever but I, she she never likes to give her flight benefits out but i feel like you know why not do, if i'm thinking like to myself like okay she needs money right now she's not working she's going through whatever she's going through let me just you know just give her get let me put some cash in her pocket and um and she was like, that was, remind you, that was the last time we really had a conversation. We went months without speaking. And she did text me. He's like, I want to speak to you. Call me when you're free. There's like months down the line. I called her and she never answered the phone. And I still have the screenshot that I called her. So if I ever, if we ever cross paths about that, I will show her. And I favored it. So I still have it to this day. And we just never spoke really after that. Like, you know, I think about how often and stuff like that. But I feel like where I am today in my life I don't think I could have brought her with me because mm-hmm. she was, she's too complacent. And she's one of those, and only know she's a beautiful girl. She's extremely intelligent, but I don't think she surrounded herself with people who can motivate her because I remember reflecting on years of our friendship and she's like, Oh, we girl, we got, we're young. We got time. We got time to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, no, we don't let this. Just the other day we were 21 years old. Now we're at the time, 27, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're getting older. I don't have time for that. And at the and at the time, I was still making. I, I was making more money than her. I was still doing other things. And I'm like, girl, you're still in the same 
place, you're not making no money, you work at part-time hours, you're, you're miserable at home, you're not making real any real effort, you have a blog, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And and I kind of, like, I, I was kind of distancing myself anyway from her prior to this that incident. Um, but now we're just like, yo, like, you're still in the same position and you're going to be 30 at the end of the year. And and I'm just like, sometimes, like, things like this happen because we're not supposed to carry those people over to, on our journey. Now, I don't think she wouldn't have been a terrible friend. Like, she would be very supportive with the business or whatever. But I think, like... I don't need people around me who are going to just keep telling me don't rush things. Well, not that I can't rush things, but, you know, to, to, to slack, if that makes sense. Right. Or like, you know, like, oh, you can do that well, tomorrow. Don't worry about, like, shit like that. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Right. And that's the things that that I think that God was positioning me for because I just feel like it was she was not going to be beneficial or she's not going to be added value to where I'm heading right now. And and that's unfortunate. I do, I do miss her. I'm not gonna lie and say I don't miss her. I think about her all the time. But it's just that I just cannot. I, I just can't, and I won't. I won't go back. It just no, because you're not gonna. You're not gonna be able to see the evolution that is here, and and how I evolved in my lifestyle and everything like that. And she's not gonna be able to adapt to that. I'm not the same person I was two years ago. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I think sometimes, like, we have people, what I don't like is that sometimes what people end up doing is that they put a, they put value of the length of a friendship and not the strength of a friendship. Mm. And it's like, it doesn't matter how long I knew you. We're not, we're not as cool as we used to. I don't speak to you every day or speak to you as often. Like, I don't feel like, you know, like, sometimes just you just have those friends. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can meet somebody tomorrow, and that could be, like, oh, my God, the best thing that ever happened to you. And that's how I felt with her. I just felt like we were just friends, and we were just, I was outgrowing her. And I think that's what's happening with Molly and Easter. Yes. That's what I really, really believe. I really think so. And I, I just... <laughs> So, okay, so in that episode, we never knew if Molly ever saw Issa. Fast forward to this week's episode, Molly did see Issa. And you could tell um, by Molly's face that she was she thought that Issa was going to go in there and say something to her. That, right. Like, that's what it looked like to me. Like, because, you know, she's used to... Not my, Wait, I'm sorry. Molly was, Molly was looking like... Molly saw... Issa, although Issa didn't see her, and then the face that Molly had was like, oh, she about to come here, come in here and speak to me because she's used to Issa approaching her, not the other way around. Right. Um, and so when she didn't, she was just like, she kind of like, you know, gave a little look. Um, and... I, I guess that's just like a pride thing for Molly. And I think that, I think Molly just really downplayed Issa a lot. And she's just not used to Issa being like, Issa is shining right now. And you know, she's on cloud 10. Like her block party was dope. Everyone was on th- that was on Facebook was talking about it. They were like, you know, when are you going to have the next one? Uh, so like she really is, you know, finding herself what she wants to do. And I, I think that Molly is used to her being, like, the lost friend or, like, I need help, woe is me type of friend. And the fact that she's not like that. Like, I feel like 
that too can put like a battery in your back and give you so much self-confidence. And I don't think that she's used to th that coming from Issa. Right. And then, okay, so next on the episode, she is, her and Andrew are getting ready for vacation. I love how patient Andrew is with Molly. Yeah, he, I think he might be too patient. You think so? Mm-hmm. Why do you I say think, that? I think Molly needs somebody who's going to put her ass in her place. He, I think eventually he's going to fucking resent her. Because he, first of all, she's a dominant person. She makes her own money, and, I, and she knows she's a strong black woman or whatever. I think eventually he's going to get sick of it. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to get sick of it. She needs somebody more dominant than he is. But I, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I, I like I like him. I do. But he, I don't know how long they're gonna last. To be honest with you, I I don't. Hmm. See, cause I'm like, oh, okay, like Molly found find, ugh, Molly has finally found someone who like it seems like he's putting in the effort. Like even when she be bugging out, even after all of the like stupid things she has done, I'm like, okay, he's still around. And even when. Um, you know, when I even think about the trip and how her brother had mad shit that he had, his brother planned out mad shit and he was just like, uh, no, tonight we're just going to take it easy when he could have easily been like, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. in 30 minutes. Yeah. And like rest her. But you know, when I think when she was on the flight, she was just like, I just want to relax and I don't want to do anything too crazy. And then when her brother was talking about the tower lady and what did he, what did he keep saying? Devil's advocate. Um, mm -hmm. when he was like, you know, it's all about how you react and stuff. And how do you know it was about race? And he checked him and I was like, okay, you know, that was nice. Yeah. But I guess we'll see, you know, Molly, all her relationships are always kind of like, <laughs> It, it's, it's not like it's not one of those things like you know what we just not working out it's always something extreme yes it's always and i think she does have some underlying trauma and i don't know what the fuck it is he and also, it be, oh, go ahead also remember when nathan facetimed um him or he maybe he facetimed nathan and then you heard they heard Issa's uh voice in the background and then she was like, oh, of course, like, uh, she got back with him after what he did to her. And then he was just like, oh, well, he was going through some real mental health shit. And she was like, oh. So I don't know. I kind of feel like he, he checks her, but, like, in a respectful way. And he also sticks up for her. So I feel like, if anything, Molly probably is going to fuck it up because, you know, some crazy reason like you always said it's something big it's never anything small but i'm just like he just i don't know whoever wrote his character i'm like that that's a great boyfriend yeah hmm, so. he, he he's he, i think he's i think he is supportive i think they're gonna end up they're gonna end up clashing i i, I could feel it now because her her personality i don't i don't know i don't know how long it's gonna last i really don't I guess we'll see. I think it was like, what, three more episodes or something left? Yeah. Um, all right. So, Doja Cat. Oh, boy. 
So, a uh, video footage was released of Doja Cat and white supremacist chat rooms um, talking to them, uh, th uh, shaking her ass, and just, she, you know what? It was some real weird shit that I was watching. Um, and then, yeah. and then also she, what else did she have? They said she came out with the song in 2015 called Didn't Do Nothing. And what I didn't know is didn't do is a phrase that was, um, stylized, oh, is a stylized pronunciation of didn't do nothing. And it's used by the alt-right racist groups to mock black victims of police brutality. This is the first time I ever heard this. Have you? No. Okay. That was new for me. I was just like, damn. So, yeah, they said that she had a song called Didn't Do Nothing. And then they posted one of her old tweets that said, um, think about being black. Thinking about being black can make any sensible person depressed. Like, just think about it. Wouldn't being white make so much more sense? Life would actually have value. I, I don't know. I think, I think she's doing this like out of anger and and trauma. I think she's projecting this because of the fact that she didn't have a relationship with her father. See, this is the thing that I be telling people when they be having interracial relationships and they just be slam dancing with people not taking considering considering that life can come out of this. Mm -hmm. You allow this with this child. Now, I understand, and maybe I can't, you know what? No, I'm not going to give South Africans a pass because they, like, literally apartheid ended in, what, 94? So they, 93 or 94. So they understand white supremacy. They understand how this shit could affect us. And they see it all the time. So what frustrates me is that when people be having biracial children, especially when you have a child with a white person, right, and you're not active, this is what happens. We don't know if her mother resented her father, the family resented her father, and put shit into her head. Mm -hmm. She knows nothing about her blackness. The only thing that she has closer to her blackness is her body. Her body is banging. She has a body of a black woman. But these are the seeds that are planted. Now, when she, now when she sees her father or see other black people, she might think of her father, and that's probably why she is she is like lashing out like this, even though she's trying to make make excuses for it. Like I'm not even gonna hold you up. I think that um, it, it's kind of like, dang, what was I going to say? I forgot my chain of thought. I don't know, just jumped in. I forgot. Um, I think she needs help. I agree with you. I think. Oh, the, okay. Oh, sorry. No, this is what I was going to say. I think what she was saying, like that video I sent you, I think that is actually her truth. I think that is her truth. However, I don't think she understands how problematic it is. She really has no idea. She has no idea, especially when she started talking about 4C hair. Like, I've seen the video when she talked about 4C hair. And I was just like, first of all, your hair is probably not even 4C. Let's be fucking real. You might have, like, 3-something. Three 3A, three B, or C, maybe a 4A. But you don't have no 4C hair. And then it's just like, if you don't know how to take care of your hair, go to a professional that can, that can show you how to do it. It's not Natural hair is not as hard as people make it seem. And I have the kinkiest of the kinkiest hair out there. 
But I have 4C hair. You know what, Yaya, though? I have found that... Because that conversation about, like, you know, black women, us saying, like, you know, our hair is hard to do, it's hard to deal with, it just takes a lot of energy. I, I just... I think that's from no one showing us... Well, I'm not going to say no one, because maybe... I didn't have someone teach me how to work with my natural curl when I was a young girl. I was getting relaxers. I was getting my hair fried. Like no one was like, let's work with your natural curl pattern. Let's let's try to do something with it. No, it was braids, relaxers, you know, updos, like whatever. It, it like no the only the only thing my mother would do with my real hair was flat iron it. And it will always convert back to curly by the end of the day. Exactly. So that's like that's not a new conversation to me. Like not it's not. It's it's just not. But I don't think but see this this goes back to what I'm saying. Like her mother probably didn't know what the fuck to do with her hair. So all that's probably all she ever had was either getting straightened or relaxed. So maybe she's trying this natural hair journey. She's not surrounded by people who can uplift her and show her how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I'm not trying to make excuses for her at all, but I understand how, like, the trauma can be. Because even like, even like my cousin, like I have a cousin that's half white. He rejects his father, who's white, because his father was not around. Now, if he was a, if he was around, we don't know how. His, how he might interpret white people a little differently. Mm-hmm. He would look at him so differently. Yeah. If he was like a good father, so, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I even, like, I had a homegirl. I mean, this is a totally different, it's not even the same, but I had a homegirl who's dark-skinned who told me and one of my friends, I'm not dating, I'm not ever dating a black man and getting pregnant by a black man because I don't want my kids to look like me. That mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the level of trauma that, that there is that can be caused. You know, and I don't think people see how problematic it is. They might think it's okay, but until someone calls them out. Like, she's literally explaining her truth, and she has no idea why it's a problem. Mm-hmm. None. I have a sister who is, I think she's, I think her mom's Mexican. And she had said that she didn't like black people for a while. I've actually, I've never met her in person. I've only spoken to her online. But yeah, she was talking about how she didn't like black people. And she's never said this to me. This was like a story that I heard um, from our family. And I was just like, but you, but you, you black. And it's not like, no, you can see the blackness. Like, I'm confused. But yeah, maybe because my dad, like, I don't know uh, how much a part my dad played in her life. Or any black man at that. Like, I have no clue. So... That definitely could probably be a thing. Just like that resentment. And then also, you know, sometimes they just, they always say that they don't feel like, they don't be feeling black and they don't feel whatever else they are either. Because like no one, everyone just kind of looking at them like, mm, you don't belong mm-hmm. here. Well, that that's this, their story is always like, oh, I never felt like I belonged anywhere. Um, I feel bad for her and I just think she needs therapy. Like that's kind of what I took from it. Cause I was just like, I just can't see myself sitting in white supremacist chat rooms talking to them and entertaining them. Like she was showing her ass cheeks. And I think it was one where she was like licking her bed. She, it was just weird. And then one of 
um, on the, her apology video, she was like, you know, I was blacked out, drunk, and I, I was just like, girl, I need some help, baby. Like, I just truly think she needs help. I, I think she needs help. And then I also, this also made me think about, like, I want celebrities to get off the internet. Yeah. And, you know, I always think about how, like, Beyonce is not on the internet. I think she is on the internet, but, like, not under Beyonce. And that is so, it's so important to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure if we had an, a like if Beyonce was always online and we had a better idea of like you know her personality, what she likes, what she doesn't like, her political views, like all of those things, I'm pretty sure a lot of us would probably disagree with them. Mm-hmm. A lot would agree, a lot would disagree, whatever. But I I really want celebrities to get off the internet and because. Even at those times, we don't really, like, we don't know who these people are. And then when something crazy happens, uh, it's just, like, we kind of look at them like, wow, you're crazy, you're bugging. Like, we don't think about the situation full circle. And I can only, I don't know, I can't imagine how it feels to be going through some personal struggles online but like I guess like what she's doing and to know internally that you have issues but everyone's just like you're fucked up you're racist you're canceled fuck you goodbye it's just like damn mm-hmm. I think celebrities should get off the internet just go like have somebody run your page you know, whenever you want to do something special and connect with your fans, like, do that. But I really do kind of feel like social media is killing the celebrity. Because, you know, we put them on these, well, people put them on these high pedestals as if they can't make any mistakes or do anything wrong. And then when shit hits the fan, it really hits the fan. I'm like, damn, it put them in, in an even worse space than it than they were before it started. And I'm just like, yo, just get the fuck off the internet. Like, have somebody run your shit. Since you gotta, I don't, you cannot be Doja Cat in chat rooms anyways. You think nobody recording that? Come on, you don't think it's someone sitting around like, oh shit, Doja Cat is in this? A chat room, ooh, and it's a KKK chat. I'm not saying she was in one, a KKK chat room, but for an example, ooh, and it's in a KKK chat room. Let me record this and send this to TMZ and see how much money I can get for this. It's that easy. Like, why are you in there? Mm-hmm. So that was weird. I hope she gets the help uh, she needs, cause it's just something. Something was just very off. I I felt sorry for her. Like, I was just like, I don't know if it's all about canceling and all that other shit. I was just like, damn, I really feel sorry for her. Because it seems like she has a lot of issues. No, I do. I I, I really do. Because she really doesn't know. And and I really feel like she doesn't. She has no idea. And that's because she she only knows her that one side. It's like one thing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like. All right, going back to Insecure, and when Andrew's brother was saying, let me play devil's advocate really quickly, really quickly about the whole towel situation at the pool with Molly. It's 
you haven't walked a mile in my shoes. You don't know the encounters of my friends and family who have experienced racism on a daily basis. You, you, you get what I'm saying? So she doesn't understand. Like she, she does. It has a process for her, mm-hmm. and and it's really fucking bad because it's like your what did your what did your mother teach you? Mm-hmm. Especially as a mixed person. Like these are the things. Like when I looked at Doja Cat, I just thought she's a light skinned black woman. I would never have known her mama I was white. Too. I really did. Would never have thought her mama was white. Never. Yeah. And, I, and and that just shows. Like like I said, I don't know what her household was like, but I'm pretty sure it was a lot. It was a lot of in worth knowing. And then I, you know what? It was crazy too. What I was seeing on Facebook a lot. It was making me kind of upset because they were saying like, "Oh, Doja Cat," not because they was mad about that song, that unreleased song or whatever. And the hard use of the N-word. She shouldn't be saying the N-word. But I'm like, but y'all let Drake say it. Mm. So if, if Doja Cat can't say the N-word, so why is it okay for Drake to say it? Drake saw a black American father was not in his life like that because he lived in another country. Mm-hmm. He's raised by his white mother. Yeah, and his white is. uncle, they're both Jewish. So we don't know what, you know, why is it okay for him? Yeah. We don't know what kind of traumas that yeah. Drake has. One day they like you, the next day they don't. I feel like people just kind of like pick and choose how they want to feel when they want to yeah. feel. Yeah, and that's why I be saying like that's why I choose not to say it because it's just like I feel like I I I feel like I would be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I really will be a straight hypocrite because how am I gonna tell somebody that they can't use it? Like who are we to tell somebody who's black enough to use it? Yeah, because I, I agree. Much, like you get what I'm saying? It just doesn't make I, sense. It just. I, because to me, right, I don't want anyone who's not black to say it. But to, if you're like two percent black and you're not even like, and you're like white passing or whatever, it's just like, but can you really say this? You know what I mean? Like, what people will really say, but like, I'm black, ten percent, so I can say it. So yeah. Mhm. That's, that's that's true. Um. You know what we didn't talk about? Boosie. Lil Boosie. And uh, him saying on live that he was getting his sons and his nephews maybe head or sex at 12 years old. He was paying for someone to perform these things on them. And I think what was really disturbing for me is the, um, the guys who are like... I saw one post where they was like, Boosie father of the year. I was like... What? What? But see, they they don't understand the trauma. Because I remember, actually, Nikki was debating with somebody about it. And he was just like, oh, it's a double standard. Girls shouldn't be touched by grown men. Do y'all not understand that little boys can be traumatized too? Why do y'all think that's okay? First of all, what grown woman would want to have any, to do any sexual favors with a child? That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Like, what is, what's wrong with you that you can't find someone your age to get your rocks up. But I don't even fuck somebody paid you for it. What the hell is, where's your integrity, your ethics? But listen, Yaya, it be all them stories about all them teachers getting pregnant by their students, having sex the white teachers, with their students. Teachers. Yeah, yeah. Some white, let's clarify. Yeah, that's true, that's true. That shit is not, that's not okay. And, and that's the problem. Because people think that shit is normal. They're 12. They're 12. They're twelve years old. Why are? Why do you think that's okay? Why do you think that's appropriate? Just but you wouldn't let your daughter do that with a romance. But that's you what I'm saying. Your child, your son has the same mentality as your child, as your daughter at, at that age. Like, 
It's just crazy, man. I just know. I, I already know who. Why uh, that little incident? I already know who I can't lay down and have kids with. Mm. I already know. It's just so foul, Yaya. Like, if one of those boys was mine, I'm sending Boosie to jail. Mm-hmm. You're literally paying someone to rape my kid. And you're forcing, it's just like, he felt so deeply about the D-Wade situation with, uh, with D-Wade's son, or I don't know if D-Wade's son goes by a girl, I don't know. But he felt so deeply about D-Wade's child, Zaya, and he made that video like, don't cut off his dick, man, don't do that, man. And it's just like, well, you ain't no, like... What you're doing is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And just... Uh, it was, And I really like Boosie. That's why I was just like, um, again, I really want celebrities to get off the internet. You don't have to tell everybody your truth. Because I just feel like so much comes out about these celebrities. And I'm just like, damn... Can't fuck with you, can't fuck with you, can't fuck with... Because I think Boosie is so funny. Like, I was one of the people that was like, yo, he need a TV show. He is so fucking hilarious. And now I'm just like, oh, you can't people to rape your child. That's disgusting. No. You gotta go. Like, I, and then also, but like, why isn't he in jail for that? Right. I don't know. I just, I feel like you should go to jail for something like that. Okay. It's, I don't know. Uh, okay. So let's talk about future. Um, there was this fraternity test with, I think this is like his ninth baby mother. Just came back. He's the father. Nobody's surprised. So he started letting off all of these tweets like, can't, don't sleep with ugly women, can't let an ugly woman, um, can't show ugly women love. Just a whole bunch of like fucked up, degrading shit. And I'm just like, what I don't understand about these entertainers is it's like you sleep with the woman with no condom she gets pregnant then gets mad when she wants to have the baby this right. is nobody's fault but yours yeah and now why are you having sex with people it's supposed to be a one night type of situation why are you having sex without a condom and she's so ugly I can't tell she said y'all was fucking for like two years. Right. You like something about it. Yeah. And that's so fucked up. You just don't destroy her character because she proved that that child was yours. And then you're mad because she only asked for a couple hundred dollars a month for child support. The judge was like, uh-uh. You want to get all this money. Mm-hmm. What is owed to you? And she didn't ask for it. This is what what happens when you're a nasty individual Karma yes. comes back and bites your ass. Bites, bites you right in your ass. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like, my nigga. But it's like, I, you know, people act like sex is just like this one and done thing. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a good time. You and you. I'm like, it's, it's just so much more complex than that. Because you can make humans. That's why I'm like, men really, like... If you want to be in control of who you have a baby with, you need to really sleep with people that you like and maybe could see something with. Because I just feel like I've, 
I've heard too many of these situations where, like, you know, a man has a kid with a woman that he he didn't he never really cared for in the first place. And so I'm like, well, if you never really cared for her, why would you leave? You get what I'm saying? Oh, the sex was good. And it's just like, yeah, you got a whole fucking child. Right. Like, the sex was amazing, but was it worth 18 years? Or mm-hmm. a life, basically, having to deal with somebody? And I think it's extremely unfair that you, 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 first of all, you two decide to have sex without a condom, right? And then you say, well, I don't want it. We don't know. This woman may not may have issues with her service where she may not be able to bear children again. Mm-hmm. So is she supposed to abort the kid because you don't want the responsibility? Like, you know how fertile you are. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm. Like, if anybody you know should be wearing a condom, it's you, Mr. I think they said this is his, either his ninth kid. It can't be his ninth baby mother. I think it's like, a nice like thing. Like, why do you, why do, why do I want to attract to this? Even if you guys are just sleeping around, how could you get wet over a man like this? Like, how, like, what, what about him makes sense? Like, okay, this is, this is, this is gonna be lit. Like, there's nothing that I would want from a future. Yeah, at this point, it's just like, and you gotta think about it, his money is being spread so thin. Like, I'm not saying mm-hmm. he don't have. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be, you know, rich forever. But um, yeah, it's I don't I don't know what's attractive about future. And I'm just glad at least like Ciara and Russell are freaked established, so that baby his son baby future won't even have to worry about nothing. Oh no! First of all, baby future real daddy is uh Russell. Like I know it's future, but <laughs> like I mean. Yeah, I know Sierra's very happy that she is no longer in that situation. Um, but yeah, just seeing how he's treating her, I'm just like, I don't. The only person who you could be mad at is yourself. I always tell guys like, listen, you know, would it be nice to be able to have a conversation with a woman about the decision as to whether she should have a child or not? Yes, but ultimately, it is nobody's decision but hers. Mm-hmm. She could either keep it or terminate it, but once you have gotten her pregnant, you really don't have any say so in whether or not she has that child. And I really wish more men would think like that. And maybe there would be uh, less situations with you know fatherless kids out here, or situations where the parents don't fuck with each other because you know he's holding this resentment of he never wanted the child anyway. Like I love the kid, but you know I didn't want to have to deal with you. For the rest of my life, but he didn't. But the thing is, he didn't. He could have avoided. Okay, scratch the fact that she's pregnant, right? He could have avoided the embarrassment because he not only embarrassed himself, he embarrassed her. You made a complete fool out of yourself. And then you know what makes me really mad though, is that all these dudes out here co-signing with him. How do you, how are you okay with this? Yeah, yeah, people are so small-minded. Future is a cool nigga. And that's, that, like, literally. Yeah, you don't worry about me supporting his music, his concerts. Well, I never really listen to his music or concert anyway. But I don't, I don't, the way he just treats women and stuff like that, the sense of entitlement, I'm good. It's disgusting. 
It's disgusting. It's, it's, it's very disturbing. corny and like knowing that a lot of people out here are sheeps, you know, and knowing I just yeah, I think I'm with you on this one. Like I th- I think the whole situation is fucked up. I don't like the way he was treating her like you know, even he was like, that was shoe money or something. He said something about, you could oh, you could have just asked for it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure homegirl tried to have some conversations with you. And you probably wasn't yeah. responding. Or you was probably being yeah. an asshole about it. And you try to make her look like a hoe, like she was nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's your kid's mother. Hmm. And you're going to have to answer to that. Like, I feel like if I, you know, that little girl, whenever I got to, like, an, you know, if he's in her life, I would literally have that conversation with her. I would be like, why did you speak to my mother like this? Why did you deny me? Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you just go take a test? Yeah, you might have not liked the situation, but it's the situation you put yourself in, ultimately. So, there's literally no one to blame but yourself. Right. And who's not about to have Future's baby if they get pregnant by him? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably go right to the chop shop. No, but I'm... <laughs> no, okay. but you know, most people shit. looking to get out of whatever situation they're in, they're looking at it as like a cash ticket. Um, mm-hmm. And so, come on. It happens all the time. Child, I'm just like, I don't... I, to this day, I still don't understand why Lori Harvey is with him. I'm just like, sis, you know how many guys are out there for you and you choose future? She, she's younger and living her best life. That, did you hear the rumor that Lori Harvey supposedly has a baby that is, um, because she had a baby young and they got, they got, um, it's like hidden in the family somewhere? <laughs> No, I never heard that. Where you get this tea from, baby? Vicky <laughs> told me that she sent us a page, a press page, a front page, but supposedly she has a kid, um, and they're trying to like hide the baby, kind of like how Jack Janet Jackson supposedly had a baby with Elder Barge, mm. and they supposedly said it was um, then uh, which what, what, which sister was it that adopted the baby? There's, I don't know, but um, that that family, she, they know what they're doing. I agree. I I agree a hundred percent. Um. Okay, let's talk about these Karens. These Karens. Let's let's uh let's talk about these terrorists. Um, a video was released of a man asking a woman to put a leash on her a white woman to put a leash on her dog because uh they were out in Central Park. And she didn't want to put a leash on her dog. So, and because a black person was asking her to put a leash on her dog, she felt the way. She felt threatened by it. And she called the cops. She put on a voice saying that an African-American man is in the park threatening her and her dog. Whole time, she fucking choking the dog out, basically, on the side. Like, the dog is like, sis, let me go. Literally. Um, and I'm so happy he recorded it and was able to get that because she, her name is Amy Cooper. She no longer, uh, her job fired her 
and they took her whoever she uh who provided her dog for her because i think it was a service dog they took her dog from her good she reacted it's like how did this nigger try to put me in my place and tell me something mm-hmm. the way she was so upset first of all it's a rule in that in central park your dog has to be on the leash follow the rules because if it was one of us you guys would have been calling the cops complaining and all this other shit and then it's just like you are so outraged your dog was fucking choking when i saw that dog could not fucking breathe and was like gasping for air because she was holding it by his collar that was ridiculous you was that enraged and for you to use your whiteness use your white power that you have knowing that what can happen if the cops are called they're killing us getting falsely arrested jail time whatever you were that angry that you was willing to put this man's life at risk and, and also- you know when the cops was to come and he didn't have a camera they would take your shorty side Yes. I mean, she put on that victim uh, role that they love to play all the time. She put that voice on where she sounded like she was in distress. She was like, oh, my God, please come ASAP. Like, it was one of those. It was something that we that we have seen constantly. And I'm disgusted by it. And I just, I need, like, when situations like that happen, I need to see them go to jail. Oh, absolutely. And then because you're using, you're, you're, you're using emergency um, services falsely. You're making false reports. Most of the time, people are arrested for that. So I don't know why Shorty is still walking around free. Mm, because I'm just like, if cops would have pulled up, of course they was going to take her side, would have killed him. Mm-hmm. And you could have just been going about your life. Like, you would have just... It do, do, do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, um, they don't don't give a fuck at all, and it's so sick to see it. Um, but I'm happy that she listened and she put out, she I think she put out a a apology Mm -hmm. letter where she apologized and said she was wrong for it. But I'm like, bitch, you knew exactly what you was doing, you Mm -hmm. knew what you was doing because you've seen it work so many times and you felt so comfortable and you were so confident because you knew that it was probably going to work in your favor but it didn't Mm -hmm. so now you you're sorry now but had he died had he gone to jail you wouldn't have felt no ways you would have been like and i and you and nobody else better play with me because i'd do it again literally I feel like if if someone would do something like that once, they'll do it again. Just because someone tells you to put your leash on your dog, I'm confused. And a tone that was like normal, no yelling, no screaming, no threatening, no nothing. And white people love rules. That's why I'm confused. They love enforcing shit. Mm-hmm. But you can't put your leash on a dog. You're that mad that you want to call the police in Central Park. Like we don't like there hasn't been other times like there hasn't been the Central Park five. That That's what you want to do. Man, I was just like this fucking bitch. So I'm very happy. I hope she can't. Like, I don't want to see her do shit. Like, I'm, her, her life needs to be ruined because that, that man could have died. 
that day. He could have lost his whole life all because you didn't want to put your fucking leash on a fucking dog. And you ain't got no but, dog no more. But even if something that's so small as just getting him arrested, because you're making, so this man is going to have to walk around. If he decides to apply for a job or loans or whatever like that, they do background checks. Mm-hmm. Like, you want, you was willing to fuck up somebody's life over a fucking dog leash. You not following the rules in the park. Like, I would think we want to have these conversations with these people. And people are like, oh, I'll just be so angry. I'm sorry, but this have, I have yet to meet white people and have an argument with them, and I'm calling them a cracker. Mm-hmm. I might call them a Neanderthal, because that is what they are. But, but I'm not saying nothing racially fucking, like, nothing, like, I'm, I'm never going to go out my way to destroy somebody's life. Now, if you fuck with me, we can have a disagreement, but if you really fuck with me, then you have a problem. But nothing like that, yeah, yeah. And I feel like fucking with someone has levels to it as well. No, I'm talking about like that. Like, like talking about like, if somebody call me a nigger or something like, or you peoples and all this other shit, then we have a problem on our hands. Mm-hmm. But if me and you just have a verbal disagreement or whatever, me and you just going back and forth, it's not, that's not happening. I don't, it's not about your race. It's not, it's about this issue that we're talking about right here. Whatever the issue that we might be having. But to be going out of your way to be destroying lives, over a fucking dog leash. That's some shit that was brewed up already in you. Mm-hmm. You were waiting for the right fucking moment. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I'm not racist. Sis. But, this is, but she is a prime example. And this is what I be telling people. Right? Because everybody talks about white men. No one talks about how white women played a major fucking part in major disparities, racism, Jim Crow, just, just, and that's just a touch on a few. White women has played a major fucking part in the destruction of the black community. Mm-hmm. So when people be like, oh, the white man, this, so let's talk about the white women. Yeah, they have their because parts in like too. Because y'all like to lay down with them, you have start these families, but as soon as y'all get into an argument, matter of fact, remember, I think the 90-day marriage thing, you seen that? Where um, this, old, this white lady from the U.S., some country fat lady, Married a Nigerian, they got into an argument, and the first thing she calls him was a nigger. Ooh. Is it, is it the 90 day, the 90, 90 day the 90, fiance? Yeah. That, that fat white lady, that country fat white, white lady. Wait, the, the, the fat nigger. lady with Michael? I forgot his name, but it was, um, it was, I seen an article about it recently, like Ooh, last week. Ooh, I didn't know that. And she said she apologized. Like, what? Oh. But y'all so quick, but y'all be so quick to be jumping into relationships with these people, and they think, oh, they're different. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. How many football players have we heard, especially football players? The football players love to date outside their race. Every time, every time they get into an issue with their with their with their white wives, they're nigger, they're cool, they're everything but the child of God. Why do you guys think they're like? Why do you, why do you guys keep putting them on a, a pedestal? Like, why do you guys think they're they're the trophy when you when you reach a level of success, or not even a level of success? Like, you just feel like you made it if you are are with this woman. They don't really value you. Yeah, yeah, you know what's crazy? I don't even think they care. I think they be knowing what's up sometimes. Like, they know that it makes their family feel uncomfortable. They know that, uh, like, the white people, they know that their family don't really fuck with them like that. But, oh, you get a pass because you got money. You know? I'm going to be able to live comfortably. Like, they know all of that shit, but it's just, like, that's what they think means they made it. Right. That's what, like, that's their trophy. 
And that's what they want to do. And they want little mixed babies. Like, remember when um, it was a whole bunch of footballers together on vacation and it was, like, to more mixed kids or something. Like, something oh, just, yes. Something yes, just yes, weird. Yes. And it's just like, yo, people always talk about love, love, love. No, it's not about love. Because it was about love. You wouldn't have to make that a thing. Yeah. Yeah, your kids are mixed. But, okay, like, so what? Like, you know, you're more than just being half white, half black, half black, half Asian, like, whatever. Like, your kids are more than... Is that all you see them as? Mm-hmm. You know, and they think they're just breeding, like, these attractive human beings. Like, I truly feel like sometimes that's the only reason why some of them want to do it anyways. Yeah. This, that's true. They want to create... They have this perception of, of, of what beauty is and what... They want to create these perfect beings because they don't want... They don't want to go through... They want they don't want their children to go through what they went through. Mm-hmm. But they have this idea of beauty in their head. Like, have you ever watched um, Nick Cannon's interview with Riza Islam? No. On YouTube when he was doing that Nick University or... Was it Nick... Was it something at university on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, I was happening to be watching it again today on my lunch break and I was just like Riza Islam was telling him why it's, it's problematic to, to date white women and, and and he was like well you know love love doesn't have no color or love and, and love love doesn't love is limitless and he was like that is true but we have to understand something love is an action word and I, think, I love the fact that Riza Islam said this he said love is an action word why are we taking our resources resources to not lift up the, our black woman who is on the lowest frequency right now, the, 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 the ones who are rejected the most, the highest divorce rates, the ones who are abused more. You know, why, why are we doing that and, and leaving, leaving our neighborhoods, leaving our uh, communities to go uplift someone who's already benefiting from the system mm. that's built against them and that they have already contributed to? And, you know, of course, Nick Cannon had all his rebuttals. I'm like, Negro, if you just want to mess with white women, go right ahead. Just say it. Just say it. And, and at some point, like, Riz Islam just, like, gave in, just, like, whatever. You do what you want. You have every right. Whatever. But it's just, just listening to that conversation and hearing the Cannon's rebuttal, and I definitely suggest anybody to go watch it. They discuss more than just dating white women, of course. Just definitely go watch it. But it, it kind of, like, after watching it again, I lost a lot of respect for the Cannon. Mm. Because you want to be so woke. And you want to be, you know, this person who, uh, whatever. You, you know what? Matter of fact, Thinking about it now, Nick Cannon put his foot in his fucking mouth because he was like, I should be able to, to do whatever I want to do and date whoever you want to date. But all he kept saying the whole time, it had nothing to do with love. He just want to have sex with whoever he wants to have sex with and call it a day. And that's and Rizal Islam was just like, well, you want to have sex. You're not talking about love then. Because mm. he's like, well, you know, as we look at it as like a trophy because, you know, my granddaddy wasn't allowed to sleep with white women because they would be killed or like, whatever. what? No. That that way of think I'm so sorry to cut you off. That no, way of thinking, Yaya, just makes no sense to me. Like I would like if I'm gonna be with someone that's white or whatever, I'm just it's just cause I I care about you. Like I'm not looking at you like, oh, cause my cause my grandma couldn't lay down with you, I wanna lay down with you. Huh? Mm-hmm. And doesn't that sound like it's just like are you Alright, I'm sorry, you can go. It's no, just, but I'm just but that's pretty much what he was saying and it's just like just be like you just wanna you just wanna um just say that you just wanna sleep with them. But she, he's like, this, but you're not really talking about a relationship. He's like, well, I don't really want a relationship right now um, because I feel like it's gonna hold me back. And and he was and Rizal Islam was like, so you can't even have this conversation about love then. 
mm. about building a family. Because if you are, then that's a conversation that we need to be having. Mm. It's just like it's like you know you you want to know what it tastes like. Does it smell different? Does it feel different or whatever? But a lot of issues like every time y'all get money, y'all leave the communities and leave the black women and leave everybody behind. Mm-hmm. And I was really disappointed by Nick Cannon's response. I was really like he's just choking around. He's being corny about it. Like you know, I'm coming from a comedic standpoint. You know, and it's not funny, bro. Uh, and I a cop was like, a co- I'm, not, uh, I'm not supporting any. I'm not supporting any. Black, now, mind you, I'm not saying that you can't date outside your race. I'm not saying that. You do what you want to do. Like, I would still support Jeezy, and he dates Jeannie Mae, or got to be married to Jeannie Mae. I don't mind that. But the moment you're doing this corny shit like that, mm-hmm. I can't fuck with you. I can't support you. I'm going to watch it. I can't support it. you. It's just, it's kind of another like it's just so disturbing and then like you being who you are and you know being a person who influences other people and them watching that and them being like yeah yeah that's why i do it that's why i do it too Mm -hmm, yeah it's just like you know how dumb that sounds um and then the last story i wanted to talk about is the death of george floyd I don't know the full background, but so I'm pretty sure you all have seen uh, a picture of these officers in Minneapolis. Well, one officer, I didn't see the rest, but one officer literally had his knee on this black man's neck and he was saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And he ended up dying. Mm-hmm. And... I'm so frustrated with this disrespect. And I even see, like, earlier you posted, like, we can't protest anymore. Yeah. We just can't. But I'm I'm stuck with feeling like, so what can we do? And my only thoughts, yeah, yeah, are so evil. Like, I'm like, no, I need to see you people. You have to fight back. No, no, it's not evil. It's not evil. And I, and I hate, and I, I'm so sick. And I'm so sick of the bullshit. I'm tired of people feeling like the only way we can make change is clapping and singing. It does not fucking work. I can't do it anymore. We can't do it no more. We cannot do it anymore. That clapping and singing shit is done and over with. And, I, and the winner Negroes going to learn. We've been, we're still saying it's fighting the same fight that we fought back in the, the, the 50s and the 60s and prior to. Mm-hmm. This shit is, doesn't work. I don't, I'm not going to no candlelight visual. visual. No silent shit. I no, don't do None it. Of that. I'm not doing it. When y'all are ready to go and really do some damage, let me know. Because actually, I know a couple of brothers right now who are prepared to um, get real militant, and they and they want to do some damage right now. And you know who I'm talking about too. Okay. He's not. He's not. He. He is. He is. Him and a few other people are gearing up. Cause they are done. They're, they like. It's like we try to be nice. We try to be cool. Everybody keep marching and singing and all that. The shit doesn't work. We That's comply. That's shit does not work, huh? I said we comply. Yeah. Hands, hands go up. Hands behind. Like, at, like, all these videos, I'm seeing people comply. I'm seeing people do exactly what the officers tell them to do. Yet, they're still using this insane type of force on these people. And either killing them or beating them like really badly and I'm just like all right I'm to the point where I need to see these people die because I'm so t- the officers or whoever is like inflicting uh you know this type of pain and these deaths on the people I'm just like I'm so tired of y'all just being let go from your job 
Because what ends up happening, they just go get another job. Yes. Silently somewhere. And, it, and, and, and that's why I'm like, sometimes the cancel culture, they, do, they don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. The cancel culture really doesn't do anything. You do, do what? You make somebody get fired, and now what? They're just going to go and get another job who probably doesn't do a background check, who doesn't do anything. You know, so it's just like, people just be, it just be a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. It be a bunch of bullshit. And that's why I'm just like, y'all, y'all are corny. Like, I, I don't want, I don't want nobody talking about, oh, we're going to link up here. And nope, not doing it. I'm not doing so it. I'm not doing it. We- and I don't want no one else to do it either. Until y'all have some real plans and what y'all really want to do, then we can have a conversation. Because this shit is, is, is getting out of control. And this is the shit that my dad been preaching for fucking years. My even my dad was on um called an Al Sharpton show one time a couple years ago. Him and Al Sharpton was going back and forth. Because my dad kept saying, This shit does not work, bro. I think I forgot who got killed. It was another black man that got killed by police. Mm-hmm. And my dad my dad was like, Listen, when y'all ready, I got my, my, my shit here. I got my shit in the south. When y'all ready, other black men called up too, it's like, Yo, I agree with him. Like, this marching shit does not work. You haven't learned. You haven't learned? And your father probably still sitting up shaking his head every time. Yeah, like, 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 my dad was like, I, I, my dad like, yo, I, told, I keep telling y'all, like, y'all don't listen. Like, y'all don't listen. They only respect when you fucking hurt them. People only respect them when you reciprocate things ten times worse. Mm-hmm. They, they need so to be like, scared. They got, they got, yeah. And the fact, and the, the thing is, you should see the look in their eyes when, that, when he was on that boy's, that man's neck. They had no soul. They didn't have no remorse. They didn't care. They wasn't trying to see this, okay? Fucking heartbreaking, bro. None. They did not care. And I'm just frustrated. I'm hurt. Like, just seeing that just made me just be like, yo, do, do I have to see this shit on Instagram every day or every other day? Like, it's like every day another person is a. A hashtag. And mm-hmm. um, what got to me is, I mean, all this stuff gets to me is when uh, Nikki posted, Nikki was like, put your name in the place of, Nikki had reposted um, one of the blog sites talking about the situation. And Nikki was just like, yo, put your name right there. Like, your name could literally be cops killed such and such on this day. for su-. Like, you could literally be that person. Your brother, your your spouse, your anybody. And it's just, I don't, I'm like, it really fucks me up to see it. It really, really fucks me up. And I'm just so tired of being polite. I'm so tired of listening. I'm t- Like, we follow all the rules and we still die. And I'm just so frustrated. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't care if they got a camera in their face. They, they do not care. Like, oh, come closer. Come, come get a shot of this. Come on. Yeah. Yes, I'm killing the person. Yes. And I know I could do it. I know I'm going to get away with it. Uh, like I said, come and get closer. Get a closer shot of me killing one of your people. Because y'all don't matter. That's how I feel when I watch those videos. Y'all mm-hmm. don't matter. Oh, I'm, girl, I'm telling you. When I'm telling you, I'm over it. When y'all ready to really do something, let me know. Because... I'll put up money if y'all need money to fund so y'all can get guns. I, like, whatever you want. Because this is, this is not it. Mm-hmm. This is not it. It's not. It's time to instill fear. 
yeah, and this is why, like, I, I'm get like, I, I kind of stopped, like, when I was, you know, dating other people. A lot of times, a lot of these dudes would get cut off because they're not militant enough for me. Mm. They didn't hate, they didn't hate white supremacy as much as I do. How are you gonna defend me and my family? Mm. Everything every day is a fucking party. Like, a, like, a, like you always want to drink and bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. Every day you wake up, your life is at risk. My life is at risk. Like, yeah, no, that's true. So there's definitely like a change has got to happen, like something, because I can't like how many years of this has it been of us seeing like people die, black people be killed at the hands of the police, and nothing happens to these cops but getting fired. It's crazy. Mm. Oh, well, I hate to end this show on such a sad note, but we we gotta figure out. Yeah, I'm hot now. I'm hot. Yeah. I'm hot. <laughs> it's it's heartbreaking. And um, but thank you guys for uh, listening to this episode. And if you haven't already, please go on iTunes podcast, leave a review, and we will be back next week. Bye. Bye, bye guys.